Chris Parsons here from the Happy Healthy Marriage Reset. Today, answering a question <clears throat> from our new Thriving Relationships group, and this is a parenting question. Now, I know some of you are wondering, why am I answering parenting questions? Isn't this a marriage book? And I have learned that so much of the lessons from the Happy Healthy Marriage Reset apply to parenting. You know, when I went through a separation with my wife and when my marriage was falling apart, all the things that I saw and that I changed and have now been helping clients to change were things that didn't just make me a better husband, didn't just equip me to create a happy, healthy marriage, but made me a better father and equipped me to create a peaceful, loving home. I have four kids. My youngest is about to turn three. My oldest is about to turn 10 and homeschool them together with my wife. And so I've got a lot of experience with parenting, a lot of insights. And one day I plan to write a book on parenting as well. And so the question came in, M, I'll call her, had a question. She said that she found uh, on her daughter's, eight, her eight-year-old daughter's iPod, an inappropriate picture of her flashing her butt to the camera. And she said that when she found it, she was extremely upset and angry and uh, she, dealt with that she she calmed down she recognized that she needed to have some grace because she thought about the things that she was doing at eight years old which uh were apparently worse and then she decided to ground her daughter for a month so i'm going to share my perspective on this and how it relates to the Happy Healthy Marriage Reset. Just like in a marriage, anytime you are trying to, or you are focused on your child's compliance rather than their desire, you're building up resentment, right? So she wanted her compliance to do what she wanted, so she was trying to punish her in order to have quote-unquote consequences for something that she didn't want her to do. But just like in a marriage, punishing your spouse does not work. Punishing your children does not work. It doesn't work. I know a lot of people, I mean, my son's best friend is constantly grounded. He's always grounded. And his parents are setting him up for failure. You know, they, uh, they recently grounded him because they saw him go on the trampoline after they asked him not to, and they asked, did you go on the trampoline? When they knew the answer, and he said, no, I didn't. Well, okay, you lied, so now you're grounded. Well, human beings lie. Don't set people up to lie, right? Don't set your spouse up to lie. Don't set your kids up to lie. Um, and punishing them and constantly grounding them is not helping. It's just a different way for them to get attention from you, right? And it, it, people who ground 
just get in this endless cycle of their kid constantly being grounded because it doesn't work, right? Just like in your marriage. If what you're doing is not working, do something different, okay? The evidence will guide you, and the evidence of everybody I've seen that grounds their kids is it doesn't work. It's just something new to constantly be grounding them over. And so I don't agree with grounding them. I don't agree with punishment. And I say that there's there's a, a, a certain amount. Um, and I've gone, I've really tried to figure this out in my own kids because I came from, uh, you know, I never really was spanked as a kid. I was never really punished for anything because nobody cared. Uh, I could do whatever I want because it just didn't matter. And so I had this thought where, you know, you, you kind of have to punish your kid to show them that you care. And of course, you know, I'd look and the, the Bible would say, you know, he who spares the rod doesn't love their child. And so there's a lot of you know, uh, reasons that we think that we should punish our kids. But every time I've done it in my life, I found that I don't get the results that I want because I'm focused on their compliance rather than their desire, right? And so when you're punishing your child for taking an inappropriate picture, you're focused on their compliance. And the question that they ask themselves from now on is not going to be, do I want to take this picture or not? It's going to be, am I going to get caught? And you can try to shelter your kids and you can try to keep them uh, and, and you know monitor everything that they do and try to prevent them from getting away with anything. But what happens when they can drive? What happens when they go to college? What happens when they move out on their own? They, you have not trained them to make good decisions. You've trained them to look at what you find acceptable and whatever you don't, they'll just find a way to do it without you finding out. Does that make sense? Because <clears throat> this is a really big concept and um, you're, what you want is to equip your child to make good choices, right? You want them, and punishment doesn't help them do that because the frame is, this is right, this is wrong. When you're bad, you get punished. And so, again, it, it becomes a, a game of hide and seek of what they can hide from you. And you want your daughter to be able to come talk to you. You want her to say, hey, I took this picture. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know, you know, if um, it was inappropriate. And then you can help her to understand why it's inappropriate. And I don't think that this picture is on its own necessarily all that big of a deal. I think the concern is where does this behavior go from here, right? If she's I, because she probably thought it was funny and was not, you know, being sexual or anything. Um, but, but as adults, we know that 
the path of starting to take inappropriate pictures leads to, you know, sexual activity at a young age and, and these things that we don't want for our kids, not because we want to control them. Anytime you want to control somebody else, whether that's your child or your spouse, they will feel rebellion, right? That's what control does. When we feel like somebody only cares about how what we do affects them and what they think we should do, we have a natural desire to rebel and do the opposite. When somebody, when an authority tells you what to do with no regard to you or what you want, we have a natural instinct to want to do the opposite. I was in a Bible study one time and we came in and there was a sheet of paper on all the little tables where we, we sat. And the sheet of paper said, do not turn over. And the speaker didn't address it the whole time until the very end. And then at the end, he said, okay, how many of you turned the piece of paper over? Maybe 10% of us raised our hands. I was one of them. Okay, I couldn't resist. Don't turn me over. I, I have to know. I have to know. what. Why can't I turn you over? Let me turn you over to see. There was nothing on it. It was blank. But um, the rest, he said, okay, put your hand. How many of you wanted to turn it over? Every single hand went up. Okay. As soon as we saw that we were not allowed to do something, that we were not supposed to do something, it created a desire in us to do that exact thing. When you treat your spouse that way by telling them what to do, when you treat your kids that way by telling them what to do, that's what you inspire is rebellion. And so what I try to do is to equip my kids to make good choices. And so instead of saying, don't touch that, it's hot, I say, if you touch that, it will burn you, right? So now it's no longer about touching it because I said so or not, but they lose their desire to touch it because they don't want to get burned. Now, of course, you can't logically explain things to a three-year-old, right? But... um you know, uh, above age four or so, they can really understand simple explanations. And to the best of your ability, you want to help them make those connections to understand why this was a good or bad decision. So help your daughter to understand why you are not comfortable with her taking an inappropriate picture. Help your daughter to understand what that brings about in her to try to get attention from taking a picture like that, the lack of self-worth that um, it's going to develop or the belief of, of what her value is as a woman being tied to, uh, you know, her, her sexuality at, at age eight, especially. Um, and really the goal is not to punish or to control, but to enlighten, to help her understand an empowering truth so that she makes better decisions and so that she can come to you. Hey, mom, there was an inappropriate situation that happened at my friend's house. 
you want your daughter to be able to talk to you about that. But if she's afraid of being punished, afraid of feeling judged and condemned and, and to feel bad about herself, she's not going to come to you with those situations. And, and in the world that we're living in, that means everything to me. You know, a lot of people shelter their kids and they don't let them have sleepovers. And, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying my approach is I want my kids to know that they can come to me. I prepare them before they go to a friend's house. Listen, if there's ever anything inappropriate, you can talk to me. If you're not sure if something feels wrong or bad or you feel controlled, you feel like they're trying to manipulate, guilt trip you, um, get you to do something that you aren't comfortable with, I want you to call me and I'll help. I'll just talk you through it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to help you understand the bigger picture. I do believe both in marriage and in parenting, the key is allowing natural consequences, right? So in marriage and in parenting, that means expressing your feelings in a useful way. In a useful way is key because if you're feeling angry when you first find out about this, you have to look at yourself and in the mirror and really ask, why am I feeling this way? You've got to process your own feelings before you can express them. But expressing them is part of processing them, right? So you start by looking within, why am I feeling this way? Then you get to a place where you, you're emotions are in a healthy place so that you can express them in a useful way without your spouse or your child feeling judged, condemned, criticized, attacked, torn down, um, or guilt tripped, anything like that. Um, and, and then, uh, allowing yourself to act how you feel. So if I put myself in your shoes, I would be taking the iPod away for a week right? Just enough time for us to talk every day about what this iPod is for, what a good use of it is, and what not good uses of it are, and why. Why is this a good use and that not a good use? You know, I, I, I really restrict uh, YouTube for my kids. I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't shelter my kids as lot as, uh, as much as some people do, um, but I don't give them free reign the way that some other people do. I try to find that happy medium of balance where they get to do the fun things that they're interested in and want to do, but I limit it so that it doesn't become a problem. Because if you don't help your kid, kids to make good choices, they won't make good choices. If you have ice cream available 24-7 and they can have it whenever they want, they will probably eat a lot of ice cream, right? So I do believe in, uh, you know, is that control? It, I don't think so. I think of it more as natural, right? Like I don't want ice cream out all the time because it's not healthy. It's a treat. You can enjoy it as a treat, but it's not something I want you to make better choices. And it's easier to make better choices when you're not tempted constantly. Right? If you have an iPod that you can watch YouTube on at any time, then 
it's it's harder to make good choices. But it, so for my kids, uh, the older ones have uh, iPad type things. It's like a Kindle Fire, I think it's called for kids. But I don't let them have YouTube on there. I let them have some, you know, educational games. Um, and then they have Netflix for if we're, you know, in a, on a long car ride or something. Um, and so they can play educational games. That's fine. As long as it's, you know, open electronic time, which we, we restrict when that is. What, you know, obviously they can't do it while we need to be doing schoolwork. Um, but I, I would uh, consider removing things off of her iPad if you feel like there's maybe inappropriate things that she's watching on YouTube. And you didn't mention YouTube, so I don't know, but I'm, I'm just putting myself in your position. Um, and then I would take away, again, the iPad for a week just as an opportunity. Is a week um, a made-up number and time frame? Yes, it is. But to me, I feel like I would just want a few days to really make sure and talk about that she understands why you weren't comfortable with it. All right, I hope that helps and I'll see you in the group.